Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is February 1st, 2021. In two weeks in Daytona Beach, Florida, 40 cars will compete for the most coveted prize in NASCAR. As the cars slowly circle the track in the pace laps before the green flag drops, the noise of engines revving will give notice to all of the speed to come. In a similar fashion, while the US economy is slow to a crawl over the winter, there are growing reasons to expect a sharp acceleration in the months ahead. The most important economic release this week will be the January jobs report due out on Friday. It will likely make grim reading reflecting the continued impact of the pandemic on the US economy. However, in the year ahead, mass vaccination should end the pandemic, at least as a major disruptive force to our lives and the economy. This, combined with massive fiscal stimulus and very slow growth in the working age population, should lead to a very sharp decline in the unemployment rate. While this outcome will be a huge positive for society as a whole, policymakers will need to pay close attention to the state of the labour market in judging when to normalise policy. Investors will also need to be alert, as a fast-recovering economy could undermine the low-inflation, low-interest environment that has supported financial markets for many years. Overall, payroll employment may have risen slightly in January, as much of the firing due to the winter wave of the pandemic likely occurred in December. However, a payroll gain of less than 100,000 following the loss of 140,000 jobs in the prior month would make a very minimal contribution to replacing the almost 10 million jobs lost since the start of the pandemic. The unemployment rate may have ticked up by one-tenth of a percent in January to 6.8%. However, this understates the degree of distress in the labour market, since almost 4 million people have left the labour force since the fourth quarter of 2019, and are thus excluded from the unemployment rate calculation. If they were added back, the unemployment rate would now be over 9%. Job growth will likely continue to be slow over the rest of the winter. However, starting this spring, hiring should begin to accelerate, and despite re-entrance to the labour market, the unemployment rate is likely to fall at a pace unmatched in post-war recoveries. This should reflect the collective impacts of an end to the pandemic, massive fiscal stimulus, and historically slow growth in the working age population. On the pandemic, despite frustration at the pace of the vaccine rollout and worries about mutations in the virus, America seems to be on the road to herd immunity. As of January 31st, according to the CDC, 31.1 million doses had been administered, including more than 1.5 million doses in each of the last four days. At this pace, it still seems realistic to expect that every American adult who wants the vaccine will be able to receive it by the end of July. In addition, based on the current terrible cumulative death toll, assuming a 0.5% true mortality rate and allowing for the lag between infection and mortality, close to 100 million Americans should now have acquired some natural resistance to COVID-19. In combination, this suggests that over 30% of Americans now have some immunity, and this number could climb to 50% by the end of March, and close to 80% by the end of July. This level of herd immunity should lead to a sharp decline in cases, and with better testing and tracing, most Americans with immunity will likely feel free to resume normal life. For the economy, this should lead to a dramatic increase in business in the restaurant, travel, leisure, hospitality, and personal health services businesses spurring sharp gains in employment, particularly in late 2021 and early 2022. Overall, overlaid on top of this natural surge in economic activity should be powerful fiscal stimulus. 
While a group of 10 Republican senators have proposed a smaller package than the $1.9 trillion bill suggested by the president, Democrats in Congress are likely to use the reconciliation process to push through something closer to the president's proposal. By Washington standards, this process is likely to be quick, with the bill most likely arriving at the president's desk for signature by mid-March, when current enhanced unemployment benefits are set to run out. As we noted in the investment implications of the Biden rescue plan, most of the money in this bill will likely be spent between now and the end of September. This is the potential to boost nominal GDP growth to more than 10% year-over-year by the fourth quarter and into early 2022. A statistical model of the relationship between real GDP growth and employment suggests that this could boost payroll employment by close to 10 million jobs by the second quarter of 2022. It needs to be emphasized, of course, that this historical relationship is not that strong a guide in a a very rapidly growing economy, and that the inevitable delays in restarting and setting up businesses could delay this hiring. Conversely, however, the industries that have seen the largest job loss should be relatively easy to restart. If a restaurant was doing a booming business at the corner of Washington and Maine before the pandemic, it should be able to do a booming business in its wake. And whether the establishment is being run by its old owners or by new owners, the need to quickly hire cooks and waitstaff will be obvious. This strong job growth could have an amplified effect on the unemployment rate because of weak growth in the working age population. Census Bureau projections suggest that, assuming normal net migration patterns of just over 1 million immigrants per year, the U.S. population aged 18 to 64 would have grown by roughly two-tenths of a percent per year in 2020, 2021, and 2022. However, visa statistics confirm that immigration has collapsed during the pandemic and is unlikely to return to normal until the pandemic is over. Because of this, it is reasonable to assume that even with re-entrance to the labor force from the most affected industries, the labor force by the second quarter of 2022 may be no higher than it was in the fourth quarter of 2019. This is where the math gets interesting. As noted earlier, the labor force is currently 4 million people lower than it was at the end of 2019. However, starting with today's unemployment rate of 6.7%, adding 10 million jobs to the economy and 4 million people to the labor force cuts the unemployment rate to 2.8%. Of course, the unemployment rate is very unlikely to fall this low. A scarcity of workers would likely boost wage growth and slow hiring. Immigration might ramp up faster and the availability of good-paying jobs could lure retirees back into the job market. However, the exercise is useful because it re-emphasizes the potential for the combination of pandemic recovery and massive fiscal stimulus to overheat the economy. For policymakers, it will be important to watch the pace of improvement and be willing to tighten policy as the economy approaches full employment. However, there's little reason to believe that politicians with an eye to the 2022 midterm elections will be in any mood to embrace tax increases or spending cuts. In addition, as Jay Powell has made very clear in his post-FOMC press conference last week, the Fed has no intention of tightening policy prematurely and could regard a rise in inflation as the pandemic ends as being purely transitory in nature. For investors, given the potential for economic acceleration and the reluctance of policymakers to apply the brakes in good time, risks remain tilted towards higher inflation and long-term interest rates in the year ahead. Even in today's slow economy, it's worth making sure that portfolios are well-positioned for faster times ahead. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver.
Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.